Part One, Chapter One of A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. From the Frontispiece a key to uncle tom's cabin presenting the original facts and documents upon which the story is founded together with corroborative statements verifying the truth of the work by harriet beecher stowe author of uncle tom's cabin published eighteen fifty three preface by the author the work which the writer here presents to the public is one which has been written with no pleasure and with much pain in fictitious writing it is possible to find refuge from the hard and the terrible by inventing scenes and characters of a more pleasing nature no such resource is open in the work of fact and the subject of this work is one on which the truth if told at all must needs be very dreadful there is no bright side to slavery as such those scenes which are made bright by the generosity and kindness of masters and mistresses would be brighter still if the element of slavery were withdrawn there is nothing picturesque or beautiful in the family attachment of old servants which is not to be found in countries where these servants are legally free the tenants on an english estate are often more fond and faithful than if they were slaves slavery therefore is not the element which forms the picturesque and beautiful of southern life what is peculiar to slavery and distinguishes it from free servitude is evil and only evil and that continually in preparing this work it has grown much beyond the author's original design it has so far overrun its limits that she has been obliged to omit one whole department that of the characteristics and developments of the colored race in various countries and circumstances this is more properly the subject for a volume and she hopes that such an one will soon be prepared by a friend to whom she has transferred her materials the author desires to express her thanks particularly to those legal gentlemen who have given her their assistance and support in the legal part of the discussion she also desires to thank those at the north and at the south who have kindly furnished materials for her use many more have been supplied than could possibly be used the book is actually selected out of a mountain of materials the great object of the author in writing has been to bring this subject of slavery as a moral and religious question before the minds of all those who profess to be followers of christ in this country a minute history has been given of the action of the various denominations on this subject the writer has aimed as far as possible to say what is true and only that without regard to the effect which it may have upon any person or party she hopes that what she has said will be examined without bitterness in that serious and earnest spirit which is appropriate for the examination of so very serious a subject it would be vain for her to indulge the hope of being wholly free from error in the wide field which she has been called to go over there is a possibility of many mistakes she can only say that she has used the most honest and earnest endeavors to learn the truth the book is commended to the candid attention and earnest prayers of all true christians throughout the world 
may they unite their prayers that christendom may be delivered from so great an evil as slavery part one introduction chapter one at different times doubt has been expressed whether the representations of uncle tom's cabin are a fair representation of slavery as it at present exists this work more perhaps than any other work of fiction that has ever been written has been a collection and arrangement of real incidents of actions really performed of words and expressions really uttered grouped together with reference to a general result in the same manner that the mosaic artist groups his fragments of various stones into one general picture his is a mosaic of gems this is a mosaic of facts artistically considered it might not be best to point out in which quarry and from which region each fragment of the mosaic picture had its origin and it is equally unartistic to disentangle the glittering web of fiction and show out of what real warp and woof it is woven and with what real colouring dyed but the book had a purpose entirely transcending the artistic one and accordingly encounters at the hands of the public demands not usually made on fictitious works it is treated as a reality sifted tried and tested as a reality and therefore as a reality it may be proper that it should be defended the writer acknowledges that the book is a very inadequate representation of slavery and it is so necessarily for this reason that slavery in some of its workings is too dreadful for the purposes of art a work which should represent it strictly as it is would be a work which could not be read and all works which ever mean to give pleasure must draw a veil somewhere or they cannot succeed the author will now proceed along the course of the story from the first page onward and develop as far as possible the incidents by which different parts were suggested End of chapter 1, Introduction